Okay. So needless to say, being in Poland and having the Ish Kredish in your, in your consciousness is a very, very special thing. His son, the Ish Kredish's son, is buried in the <coughs> Warsaw, the great cemetery in Warsaw, where we were. And even while you're driving um, out of Warsaw, there's, a, there's not much a sign to the right, it says Piaszczyzna. So it's really, it's really real. It's really in the town of Piaszczyzna itself. There's nothing besides this uh, mikvah that was recently discovered. And in fact, our friends went there last week. A, we have close friends here in the Zion, Debbie and Oria Shochat. I don't know if you know them. <coughs> her maiden name is Krug. Her father is Johnny Krug, an old friend of, uh, of our family. She took her daughter for about mitzvah. They went to Piaszczyzna last week, and they went to the. They found the mikvah there. They're restoring it now. But. Um, you know, to, to hold on to Torah while you're in Poland is a very hard thing, but if it wasn't for the PSS, I don't know how any of us could. So learning his Torah is, <clears throat> after seeing where he was, you know, seeing everything last week is a very, very special thing. So I'm going to go right back inside. We're on page 30, Os Yud Beis, at the 12th Ot. And he's going to call us out on all our bluffing today. The PSS is going to call us out on all those moments where even though we think that we're, we know what he's talking about and we understand what he's talking about, he's still saying, I know you. You're still, you still think this is all, this is all, not, you're not so certain about all this. All these things we've been talking about and visualizations and walking, seeing and Muna, seeing Hashem through everything. I know it, it sounds beautiful to you and you really do think it sounds absolutely beautiful. But come on, lemaisa tachlis tachlis. What do you really think? What do you really think that it is? Do you really think it's real or not? Oh, thank you. It's tea. Okay. So what do you bet? Calling us out. Mom is calling us out. Yadanu gam yadanu. Shegod gam atal libcha mistapek. We know. In your heart. You're not sure about any of this, right? <laughs> you've been sitting here, you've been going to this Chabura for God knows how long, and every day you walk out of here, in the first 10 minutes, you're really sure that this is real, but by noon, you're done. <laughs> you are not sure if, if you've become a, you know, a complete Meshuggah or not as well. Tamistapek, you're not certain. You're not sure about any of this. Why? Because as much as we hear critics, like we, we hear like skeptics always say, unless I see it, I can't believe it. And we say, wow, I feel so bad for them. And then we're like, wait a second, how much of that is really in my life as well? If only if I see it, will I really believe something? So he's going to put this in our face today in such a powerful way. <clears throat> you believe and you don't believe. That you could actually ascend to such a situation. That you could look at the whole world and see throughout the whole world spirituality and holiness. Not just that you understand this in your seichel, but that you see kedusha. That you're not sure you could do. Neshamot v'shemot, sing souls, sing names. Be'omrecha, because what do you say to yourself? Halo ulam gufani ani roe ba'alil. Tachlis. I would love to say that when I'm looking at you, or looking at a sidewalk, or looking at birds tripping away that I really see Hashem and visualize Kedusha Lechulei. But what do I see in front of me? I see a table. I see an iPhone. I see a chair. I see people. 
That's what I see in front of me. Olam gufani ani roe. Umi acholakhish et hodaot shel reiat veshmiat hushi. Who can deny what the, what the senses of the sight and hearing really do see and hear? That you can't deny. Right, you walk on the street. Someone says to you, what do you see in front of you? Well, I just see truck. Do you see Hashem? I mean, I'm supposed to. When I was learning B'nai Machshev Tov, yeah, I saw Hashem when I thought about trucks. But here, <clears throat> he's saying, what can I say? What the eye, the eyes don't lie, meaning what you see in front of you is you're certain that's all that, 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 that there really is. You can't start saying there are other things in front of you than what's actually in front of you. When you hear something, you can't say I'm hearing something else than what I'm actually hearing. Why? Again, because he says here, Mi who can deny et havadaut, sorry, the word is vadaut, et havadaut, the certainty of reiya vishmiya chushit, of the senses. Our senses are our ways of figuring things out. The senses, you're going to deny what you're starting to sense? Aval me'ayin ata batuach kol kach bereiyat chushecha shamitihoten. Now he's going to start to mess with us. What did he just say? So Jeremy, what did he just say? He's like, how do you know that what you see is actually true? <laughs> Meaning, okay, but, but what is he talking about? The matrix. No, no, don't go there yet. <laughs> what is he saying? Like, he's flipping it. He's flipping it. What is he saying? He's saying, you see a truck. Are you sure that's a truck? No, you see a tree. Are you certain that that's a tree? So now he's going to start to really mess with us. Okay? Hagam <laughs> she'ein no, What he's saying is, how do you know that, you can, that your senses are real? Right. But even your right. senses are right. real. Right. I mean, you're basing everything on your senses. Right. Why wouldn't I though? Why wouldn't I think that it's real? Why am I so certain that what I see and hear is really what I is really that which I'm seeing and that which I'm hearing? Why am I so certain about it? Really Till today. No, she figured it out when she was like seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he really did. Just for kicks? Just for his, yeah, he thought it was funny. There's no chino, there's no like deep base that's no. notorably. No, because he could. It was a chance for him to t- test like the sociological, uh, so, <laughs> really social experiment. Couldn't have chosen a, a different korban for that? Yeah, his she, daughter? She, she's very close with her father somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Crackers and cookies. They just call all cookies crackers. Those little kids, whatever that asks for cookies, they just give them like a Ritz cracker. You're like, oh, I got a cookie, I got a cookie. It's like you, you know, you know, because that's what you're trained. Two fruits. Right. So we're just. It's just something that we're just trained. Without even trying that. We're certain that what we see in front of us. How they're built up, and they're basically al al shum davan. It's nothing. Yeah. Will will show us well, I mean, the latter. It's, it's not wrong. I mean, like basing things on your senses is not wrong. It's sure a strong purpose. Right. So maybe until this moment, where we have to discuss. Okay, hold on. Maybe there's something beyond it. Right. But falling our senses is what. When I heard the sound and I saw the truck coming, I knew to step off the you know step off the street and back onto the curb because. Right, because you know, you know I wasn't in denial that maybe this no, is no, just no. a kite. No, that, was, that, was a, that was a shem coming. <laughs> right. That was a shem coming. You stepped out of the way of the shem. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. If you would have stayed there. But but seriously though, when we use our senses, it's not something we do. And you know, Musha Palmer is also something beautiful. There's something there. It's 
No, that, that's why I like what you're saying. He's not. He's not going to tell us now, guys. It's all false. Yeah. Like everything you think is real is not. Yeah. He's just going to talk about the way we come to conclusions. That's what. The, that's the ikar, that, and that's really the level of avoda. That's really what's going to help us because how many convictions and conclusions do we come to all the time, and what are they based on, and how many of them have led us astray in different areas in life, specifically conclusions about people and about ourselves. Which are really conclusions about a Kaddish Baruch you know, that's a real one. Yeah. Look, I'm still in Auschwitz, so everything I'm thinking about right now is through, like, you know, conclusions about Hashem. That's one where you, you gotta, question you, what you're seeing big time. Rev, you gotta go to our Herzl right now. You just gotta go, you gotta do a little tico. No, I'm actually letting myself wrestle with this now. It's actually good. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, yeah, we usually. We run so fast because we think that it's bad to dwell in there. I'm not dwelling in there. It's, it's, it actually happened in the world. So I know it's, it's something. So it's okay. It's okay. Okay, let's go back inside. And how are you so certain that what your senses are seeing are real? Here, we're going to start from the next page. 31 and 32. Yanin, 31 and 32. הגם שאין אנחנו רוצים להעמיק בפילפולים כאלו, אבל כדי להזיז את דעתך, next page, מן הוודאות ובטיחות חושיך, שבהם אתה בוטח ודוחה את כל יכולת ראייה עילאה להביט בראייה בלתי חושית על דברים מוחשים, לכן אני שואל לך שאלה פשוטה זו, מה זה מים? כן, זה מזין. Like, what are we trying to do? We're not trying to mess you up too much. That's what he says here. Not, we're not trying to re-plug, re you know, reconfigure everything. That, that's not what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to just, like, let's see how certain you are about certain things and why you're so certain about it. And let's look, take something very simple. What's water? So you're going to say, are you certain that, that water is water? What's water? כלומר, בטוח אתה שבשעה שאתה מביט וממשמש במים, בעצם המים, אתה רואה וממשמש. You're certain that while you're looking at water and you're sensing water, you're sensing the essence of water. That's what you're seeing and that's what you're sensing. That's what the, that's the Rebbe is saying. You're certain about it. לא איזה צורה מהם בלבד, not a form of it, but, the, but its essence. ואם כן, למה המים הללו בעצמם מתהפכים לשלג לקפור לעד? But the question is, how could this water itself transform into snow into, uh, and into mist and then turn back again to water? Right? Meaning the water itself, that you're so certain is water, also has different forms. But while you're touching water, just like plain water, what are you certain that you're touching? The essence of water, what water actually is. But even water itself transforms into different forms and different shapes. Let me ask you something. Is snow water? Yeah. It's not snow? I mean, snow is not... I mean, they're, they're all different expressions of the same thing. I mean, I don't know if the base essence is water. Wait, wait, wait. That was really good what you said. They're all different expressions of the same, same thing. thing yeah. <clears throat> okay, obviously I'm messing with you because of course it's not water. It's snow, right? Yeah. I don't, he says, I don't want to go to the place of starting to mess with your mind. Yeah. But when you're certain that you're touching the essence of something, remember at that moment these things can be other things as well. 
can become other things as well. Like is that just because we've arbitrarily drawn lines? I think so. I think it's something that we did out of a defense mechanism that we need to define things. We do this all the time. He's bringing a very simple example of what happens with water, right? But, he, but I think that we do this all the time out of the, out of, as a defense mechanism. Same reason why we rely on our senses for survival. Because uh, what do I have? If, if I can't sense what this is in front of me, then what do I have? That's why, you know, I dive in every Shabbos right behind Hanan's Abba, right? And you know, he's blind. And I see, like, the whole davening, I have a blind man in front of me trying to, like, when a kid comes up to him for a candy, or he touches the fingers and how much he's holding onto a chair to get positioned, and yet the guy, whenever, this guy was such a hard time sensing really what's, you know, because he can't see anything. Every time he says a bracha, the guy's bawling like a, like a three-year-old. And he has such less connection to the world of, of what we think is vada'ut, certainty, through our chushim, through our senses. What certainty does he have, you know? So on the one hand, he actually has a much deeper certainty because his eyes aren't tricking him with anything. He has to actually feel everything, literally, figuratively, right? It's very deep. It's a very deep experience davening behind him every Shabbos. You ever see a guy like that kiss the Torah, what he does with the Torah? You have to see one Shabbos. You've seen this, Yeshua? You Do you see it from where you're sitting, Kobe? Right in front of me. Mamash, right in front of me, the older man that he cries during Kaddish, yeah. The way he is with the Torah, it's, um, no, you've seen this? You haven't seen the guy that sits right in front of you? You have to watch, you have to watch him daven. You have to watch him daven. When the Torah comes out, the guy's probably 80, right? Maybe even more. Like a little kid with a lollipop. It's unbelievable. And he can't even see the Torah. He can't even see it. <clears throat> okay. Etakash lemashal. Govlim venasa zevel. You see that, well, that, that, that word etakash? It's about eight lines down. Etakash lemashal. What's kash? Straw. Govlim venasim venasa zevel. What do you make out of straw? Fertilizer. Venotnim oto basadeh. And then you put that in the field. Umeshabachati et advoa. And it, uh, it, uh, enriches the wheat. Zotomeret shenitvasfa al advoa. Meaning it was added on to the wheat. Vazevel nehitafech litvoa. The fertilizer is transformed into the wheat. Vadam ochla. Man eats it. And that, that, that fertilizer eventually ends up what? Becoming your flesh. Right? And the, the, the blood of man, which is, is, which is created in the image of Hashem. The straw is transformed into fertilizer, then to wheat, then to man's actual flesh. Now he says, But what are these things actually? The essence of water. The essence of straw. The essence of wheat. The essence of flesh. He says like this, How could one essence keep on changing into something else and then always come back to itself? Or, could it be that many essences are really found in one essence? 
לא זה אפשר ולא זה אמת. זה can't be either. It's not truth. הנך רואה איפה שכל אחד מהם הוא דבר בלתי נראה לך. What he's trying to point here is that all these things that you think you see and understand, you don't see. You don't understand what's in front of you. You think that what's in front of you is just what's in front of you. He says, do you realize what it took for so many things to become what it is that's right in front of you? So what is he trying to do with us, with our minds right now? What do you think he's trying to say to us? So I think he's trying to say that. What you see is not what you... Step back and you have to look at it from the bigger, the bigger picture. For you what know, purpose? To understand what, what it's all, where it's all coming from, what it's all about. What is, what is this really? You can look at each individual thing by itself okay. in a vacuum, but then you're, you're losing the essence of what... So what's, so what's or, the very good? But what's the... Maybe it's the opposite. It's, it's to step out of the level of certainty and to step into the place mm. of uncertainty but to feel comfortable. Exactly. Meaning, what, what's, the, what's his purpose here with bringing all these examples, tying it to the beginning of today's learning? If we release... I mean, I think this is where he's going. If we release our concept of, uns, of certainty on things which are tachlis, not certain, and when we open up a space beyond that, um, which is beyond our kushim, it's beyond our senses, and then maybe, then we can have a perception of God through something, an uncertain lens. Right. Which is, which is the only way you can have, uh, you can't perceive of God in a, in a direct, full-on light, but you can if you step back into the uncertain space. What were you going to say? If, if, like he's saying, everything is really just uh, a step in the bigger cycle, when you step out and you stop drawing the lines between anything and you see the cycle itself, right. well, now everything's part of God. Now you see everything is, is all part of the same thing. But picture. when can't I do that? When I'm drawing arbitrary right, lines. Right, right. I can't do that when I'm saying this is this, yeah. this is this, and, and he's saying look at anything right now that you think is certain. Now take yourself away from the certainty of how you've labeled whatever's in front of you based on your perception. senses, right? The perception that's based on your senses. And now if you strip that away and you're okay with that, right? You gotta be, that's a very, that's a very, you know, that's the trick here. Can you be okay with that? Because then you, you know, he's saying over here, what's the fear here? You're gonna start to doubt everything in your life, right? That's, that's what we have to really figure out a way how to not go to. Right. He splits his family into two camps, right? He prepares a duel, he prepares a present for, for Esau, and on top of that, there's this, like, he's, he's fighting with the angel. He's, he's, he's everywhere. He's, he's really, right. we look at it like, you know, we have a little emunah, but really that, that no, is, is... You'll be left at the end of the day with all this stripping away, you'll be left with emunah, which really is what you have in the first place anyway. You're just under the illusion that you have all these other certainties working for you in life. He's really providing you the platform for us to be Yehudim Shebemet Maminim. They really do believe. Because a guy can take this Torah and say, you know what, I'm going to strip away all the feelings I have for my wife based on all the perceptions, based on my senses, which you could do. And then, but what are you left with? Then you start saying, well, do I even really love my wife? Chas v'shalom? As if no one ever asks that question, right? But what do you do, what do, you do with that question? So you say, oh, wait a second. As much as I was certain that this was good for me, this was good for me, at the end of the day, if I don't have emunah, that this is the other half of my neshama, who cares about all the certainties that I have? Every time I'll walk into something that doesn't stem with my defining, it's a brick wall. 
So why don't I just start Melechatchila and say, if I don't have Emunah in the beginning of things, then what, what, it won't help me later on either. But my whole binyan with my wife, beyond the perceptions and beyond the certainties that were developed based on my sensing, right? That doesn't really help me at the end of the day. Because I can, I can always strip things away all the time by seeing what's, what's in front of me is not really the essence of what it is. So this is the platform for becoming Yehudim Ma'aminim. Really, really Ma'aminim in Hashem and believing in ourselves as well. That goes beyond what your senses sense. That's what it is. You know, the last day of this trip, we ended the trip by the Maharal in Prague. Prague never, I've never been to Prague. It was magnificent. It was beautiful, but like I told Toby over Shabbos, like after Auschwitz, Beit Lechem probably looks beautiful, you know. So, but, but it really was beautiful. And we barely had any time there. But <clears throat> Reb Moshe was basically, we, 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 we got to learn in the Altonai Shul for a few minutes, even though he prepared a long, long shir, but we only had like 10, 15 minutes there. And he was saying that the Maharal's whole chidush was, is that a yid is really lemala me'ateva, kind of like we were talking about in shul yesterday. Lemala me'ateva. So that means that a Jew is really lemala teva. The senses are in the realm of teva. They're in the realm of nature. My senses, the way I relate to things, are really only within nature. Lemala me'ateva is that my senses can't even trick me because my emuna in Hashem is so much more... I don't know what the right word is over here. Paramount, no, like, could that work? My, my emuna in Hashem, and that, that vada'ut, that certainty in that, you could, you could come right now, like Reb Shlomo once said, even if right now you, told, you brought a voice from Shemayim that told me that Hashem chose that Sunday should be Shabbos instead of Shabbos, I wouldn't even believe Hashem, he said. That's what he once said. Meaning my certainty in emuna in the word of Hashem at Sinai, is so real that even if you bring me something that my eyes will see and the most convincing thing in the world just like even if you show me something that my wife says or does and on a level of senses I walk away and curse her and justify it with every ounce of myself right that's not what my Brit Nisleim is based on but on senses my Brit Nisleim my covenant of marriage was based on a Kenyan that has to do with bringing Hashem into the contract, signing a tzuba. Why? Because my, my covenant with my wife is based on souls being, being paired. Now, granted, this is very high level what we're talking about, but this is where he's leading us to, to, to connect to here in every area in our life. I think also the census is like a snapshot in time. It's like what you see right now. So you can see a person right now, a 12-year-old kid, and he's so annoying. I'm like, okay, but like, that's like one snapshot right now, but you know, in 10 years from now, he's going to be 22, and then he'll be able to, so also with relationships, I feel like if we just are able to sort of see the bigger picture, not just the snapshot, not to take the snapshot in time right. that seriously, right. but it's all a time. Very good. Everything is a But time. the senses say, say to you that what you see right now is absolutely the, the end, this is it. <clears throat> that's, what they, that's how they mebabel otano. Like even if we're like connected to our chushim, they convince us that that snapshot is the... That's it. Huh? It's the past... Yeah, right. It's all... It's, it, it's very good. <clears throat> That's what the senses do to you. That's the trick. The senses do that to you. They say, listen, this feels so... Re- you don't have to, like, 
pull time from the future to feel something. You have something to feel and be certain about right now. And it's such a, such a trick. It's such an amalek thing that it does to us. I, I, I really think so too. <clears throat> okay, let's back inside. Lo This is what you see in front of you right now. Start to differentiate. That's not what we're talking about. Everything that you think you see in front of you are things that you can't really see when you see a final product of something. And even when you look at an actual, like even water. What's the source of water? What's the source? Where, where was water produced? Right. Do you see that when you look at water? Ah, but you're certain that what's in front of you is its essence. That's what he's saying. Okay, that's what he's saying. It's easier to look at a dish and say, what do you see in front of you? A cake. Well, actually, there's eggs, there's sugar, there's flour, there's some baking, you know. Of that, that's easier to try to see, like, okay, I see a final product. But when it comes to the essence of things, like water, we're certain that even that is what we see. And even that is not what we see. It's just in our minds, we define it as this is the essence of something. Just shades and forms that change in front of you is what you see in everything. With, with lies, your senses will seduce you to say, That I see a physical world, and the only thing that's real is something that I could talkless that this is real because my senses, my sensory says, it's like automatic. This, I'm holding a table. I know that this is real. Really? What are you holding right now? You're holding a million different pieces of something. But you're certain that what you're holding is real. What about all the other things that are held within here? Are you holding that? You are, but you have no connection to it. Because you're just holding on to what you think is the final product what you're holding on to. He says, this is the senses seduce you to think that this is mamish what's real. Your senses won't reach that essence. It's just, it's just this cover-up of all these different shades and colors that seem like they're the real thing. So why? So now he says, so now let me ask you, why is it so hard for you to accept the following? Shehamekubal, that the, the Kabbalist, you and I, Shehamekubal, ro'e b'chol davar midivrei ha'olam et atzmam ve'amitutam. That when a Kabbalist looks at anything, what is he seeing? When he's looking at a, at a table, for instance, he's looking at the kochos ha'nefesh and the kochos ha'guf, that were given by Hashem to people in order to create and build something. Huh? It's essence. But it's the essence. It's not just the, peop- the people and the, all the pieces that went into it, too. It's the whole, the whole picture. Break it all down completely. So, so why? Well, a Kabbalist, the way he looks at the world is that he does see all these things that we can't see in front of us, but they're so much more real than whatever we see in front of us. Why is it so hard for you to accept that? You know, maybe that's why certain people have this fear of going to certain tzaddikim. Did you ever have that, any of you? I was intimidated the first time I went to him. Still Because why? You're going to have somebody look into your neshama. 
That's something that I'm even afraid to do. Right, <laughs> right, right. I'm afraid, I'm afraid of the opposite. I'm afraid that I'm going to go to someone who's not that tzaddik and I'm going to give them that kochot to, to reflect it back. That's right, that's a big, big Indian. Yeah. Rup Shlomo says, why do we even ask tzaddikim to pray for us? Like, why do we give names of, our names to tzaddikim, Rup Shlomo once said. He said, because we give, it to, we give our names to someone who actually really does believe in tefillah. <laughs> Meaning, it's not like this davening goes higher. It's that he actually believes that this stuff, yeah, the davening is like a real thing. Huh? He actually davens, meaning he he actually really davens. Like he sees that that davening and talking to Hashem is so much more real than anything that comes in contact with my hands all day. So that's why I go to someone that, that believes in that stuff, right? And then I think, wait a second, that stuff, isn't that what I believe in too? So he's saying over here, really? Do you believe like the Kaaba? He's saying, why is it so hard for you to understand that a Kana, when he says here, I'm a Kubal, who, who's he speaking about? Tzadik. Right, he's saying the Tzadik, the Rebbe, the, 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 the purified, refined soul looks at the world, you look at him and you judge him. How can he say such things? How can he think such things? What are you talking about? He, but he's seeing when he looks at something, when he looks at you. It's not even that he's seeing like the future, like some type of wizard. He sees that it fits into a bigger picture, which right. and he accepts that he might not understand it, but he accepts that it's a bigger picture. And he knows that that bigger picture. He knows so much clearer that that's MS than if he would touch this table and say that this is MS, that this is really a table. On a level of MS, a level of vadaut, a level of certainty. He would know that so much more. I guess, you know, I spent four, five days with, with a tzaddik, with my tzaddik, and I was looking at him the whole time. I was seeing like, we were sitting at the table at breakfast, and you know, I had to eat like those you know, eggs and bread and tomatoes, and I was just looking at his plate, and I'm like, this, I know we have similar foods on, the, on, the, on, the, on our plates right now, but I know that on the level of sustenance, for sure, it's, it's, it's operating on a different level. But even on what he, it's really real, these things. Like, Emuna is a very real, it's, it's the most real thing in the world. And yet, the Sheker of this world is that that's the least real thing in the world. So he's trying to strip us away from our senses, dictating to us what's real and what's not real over, over, in, in this world. So again, why is it so hard for you that the tzaddik looks at things? He sees its essence. He looks at water. He thinks of 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 uh, of, of mist. He feels things of the clouds. Shekulam shemot v'neshamot. Everything is names. Why are tzaddikim so big in name? In the names, everything is alluded into. They see neshamas. They look at people. They see neshamas. They see neshamas. They see our souls. That's our etzem. When they look at us, they see our souls. The length of our beards or the non-length of our beards plays no trick by the tzaddik. Nothing. It doesn't play any, any trick by the tzaddik. Why do you think you're so strong that you can push away through your senses whatever you think he sees and says that's not real? And to be kashi, to bring down a kashi. Hello, olam gufani ani roi. I see a physical world. In bemet en maim ve'en kash, en olam ve'en etzem lefanecha. When in reality, there's no world that's in front of your eyes. There's no water. There's no straw. He says there's no world. En olam. 
Because whenever we think of the world, right, I see the world, what are we always thinking about? I, if, at least for me, I think of the globe, you know. I think of the world. That, that When I say the world, I'm thinking of everything that my eyes sense and everything my ears have heard regarding the existence of this world. But he's saying, really, when you strip everything away, your concept of what's real, you'll be left with nothing. This helps me understand why the exercise of closing your eyes and visualizing something physical is, is just temporary. Because once you reach a level like this, and you start inching closer, right. it, it's not, you can't connect to Hashem through right. uh, an image or an, an, an object. Now, let's ask a very hard question now. If someone told me right now that, listen, everything you're describing, I've reached and I've tasted through drugs, okay? I could tell you, this is real based on an acid experience or getting really high off any other drug, right? And they could say, you're right, this is real. What do we tell someone like that? Do you deny that? I'm being very real right now. Don't worry about being politically correct. It's a good parable, right? Yeah, but it's a good It's a good parable, right? It's the opposite. It's really it's, you used. Uh, right. You read, you use substance, you use physicality. You use something messes with your neurotransmitters in your brain, right. in order to achieve something that someone said associated without. And when, yeah, well, maybe it'll, maybe it'll, it's maybe it's a good benchmark. I mean, you know, like, it's an experience that maybe used is a benchmark to get to it by effort as right. opposed to right. um, by. Well, that's good. I don't want to down. I, I I have to tell you, I have a few friends that they had certain experiences with drugs that took them to something similar to this area, but when they saw that they they was like, oh my God, this is something that seems to be so real and they said I want to get there on my own and they spent the rest of their lives getting there on their own wow so they say look I, I had an experience when I was younger but and I took that and said like okay this is this is obviously I can't stay here and I don't want to depend on that to always come back here but they do go back you know all the time now to even a deeper place which is with, with which is with not using any of the senses Right? Like the purification of senses doesn't happen through that kind of experience. Because it's these, you're right, it's the opposite. Right? So we're sitting here saying, oh my God, you know, maybe we should just try that once, get a bench, you know, make our mark here and say this is possible, and then work from there the whole way up, right? That's not how we do it. No, it'll break your heart. It'll break your heart. No, I mean, personally, it would break my heart. Yeah. yeah. Idea of working from a place where you've never experienced it before, you're like you're yearning for, for a level that you want to you want to reach the next level. But here's the catch. But if you from the 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 this already exists within you. You just didn't know what to do with this, so you probably said, this is not real. When really, that's more real than anything else. You see, if we never tasted anything like this, guy comes and says, listen, I'll show you what it's like. We'll, do, we'll, we'll go on a trip, and then we'll, we, could, we could launch from there. P.S. is saying, but that's not true, because 
you have you have had these moments. He's, he said this so many times in the beginning of the sefer. You have had this. You have tasted this before. You've been there before. You just didn't know what it was, because why? It was a place without labels and sense. You, you, it was it was you don't know what to do with it. So if you can't box anything, what do you do with it? You deny its existence. The shama moments. Yeah. Well, but, but when you do it through drugs, because you know that, that something took you there, then you're able to say that it's real? Because you also don't retain the drugs. You, you, you think that it's real. Uh-huh. Whereas, whereas if I stumble into it during my day-to-day life, I just deny, I deny that the existence Because of why? Right, it's amazing. It's like, that I think is real. But when I, when I stumble upon it in my day-to-day life, in a moment with my child or whatever, or that place of echad, so because I don't know what to do with it, I'm not in shul now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. You know, I, I I'm not in yeshiva right now. I'm not in a from framework. So I don't know what to do with this. So I chuck it. I don't make my mark like we spoke about two weeks ago, right? I don't make my mark in here and saying I was here, because I don't even know what here is. So here he's saying over here, you have this. All, it happens to you all the time. You just never knew what to do with these moments, and you you never knew how to figure out how to make something so real out of something that seems to be so uncertain. And yet those things are the most certain moments of our lives. The neshama moments, like you said, which are alive forever. You know, how do you, how do you understand stories of Rebbe standing in the Holocaust and a, a German is, is waving a gun to his head and the guy, the tzaddik system, it's amazing, like, you know, your soul is going to burn in hell forever. My body is just going to stop existing right now, but my soul is alive forever. And his, his brains are splattered on the floor a second later, right? So the Yid looking at that on the side, what is he saying? I, what did I just see? On a low level, what does the Yid say? If, he, if he's not, what does he say? He say, I, see, I saw the end of life right now. I saw the gruesome end of life right now. What does a Makubal see when he looks at that? He says, I see Chaim Mitzchim right now. I see eternal life. The stories like this, you know, the, 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 the Radziner. Reb Shlema the Radziner, I think his name was. Reb Shlema Radziner, the great grandson, the man Shilach. He was, he was a big, uh, he, was a, he had a name in the, in, the, in the ghetto. He had a big, he was, he was taken to Auschwitz, I think. And he saw the Germans were rounding people up and they're about to, that's it, it was done. He took off his boot and he said, you know, I think he said Shemavai or something, and he whacked a German in the, in, in the head. He was taken down a second later. Because to, it wasn't even revenge, it was just showing him, even if you kill him right now, you are nothing. Same story with the Friedrich Rebbe when he was in jail in Russia. When one of the, people, one of the Soviets were, were waving his gun at him in his face. And he's saying, you know what, I'm scared. Say, I, you have one world, I have, you know, I have two worlds. You, you can't understand what I'm talking about. So all those stories are real. They're really, but the Makuba looks at that story of a Rebbe getting his, I'm sorry for the gruesome, you know, gruesomeness statement. He sees that, and he says, I see Chaim Nitzchim over here. But to the, undef- to the unrefined soul, working on a much, operating on a much lower level, and, and it's not that he's doing anything wrong, it's just where he's at, he sees, he sees the end of life. But he's saying over here, when you strip down life to what it is, your concept of world and of life isn't even real. The concept of Makubal's life is something very real. Very, very real. Because it's not defined by his senses. It's defined by his soul. 
by his etzem neshama, which is what we're trying to get to all the time in our lives. How is that connected with the Beit Hamikdash? We see the Beit Hamikdash that we're It's very sensory, it's visual. It's the Torah. The there's the, the whole thing. It's all very sensory, right? You think of the Beit Hamikdash as sort of the eye. Those are, it's a very good question. It seems that those were all means to get you to the place that are above everything. Right. Meaning we use those things because that's the senses Hashem gave us, but not to, that's not the end game. That's just the means to reach the place of Echad, which is nothing. Right. So we shouldn't abandon our senses. No, 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 no. We should no. be using them in order to... Exactly. And that's what he said in the beginning of this piece, and it's very good you're saying that. The point here is not to say, I can't trust any of my senses. The point is to remember what my senses were created for. So very good. Because yeah, you could lose your mind saying, well, forget everything and nothing's real. I said, no, no, no. You have, a, you have an opportunity to get to a place that's very real, but learn how to use your senses and what your senses are for. But very good. I think it's the same thing a little bit different. I'm trying to think of like, how to operate within this world with what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. I used to walk around here blow my brain every moment. But I think what he's trying to say is, Take it back to what we're learning in the, in the, in the Gufa Mahamau, saying, we think that our senses are sure. And what we can prove to it is that things have essences which are have different expressions. So our senses are not sure, but they're as sure as our Amuna component. We just don't give the same weight to our Amuna component. Mm-hmm. So if we're able to step into and understand that you know, as I touch this chair, this chair has many different expressions, the my, my way of sensing it has many different ways. It's as unsure as when I step into an Amuna space, mm-hmm. and then that allows me to have some shortness in my Amuna space and say whether that shortness when I touch a chair or when I understand that this chair is a plastic and it's meant for sitting in. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what we're trying to take. It's not trying to like, like cause this general took from reality. Right. To, uh, that's very good. Like, but I don't know what to do with that. What do you mean? I mean, like, I can approach everything. I, might, I can have a conversation with Dove. It'd be like, this, this, this is like not sure. This is this is totally in the world. This is two Nishamo that are probably talking about Torah, even though we're talking about, you know, building houses. Or you can talk about building houses and be there and be like, wow, I just met. An, I'm not really sure what space it At a up. certain place, I think, at a certain place, like in Makuba's life, is that he doesn't have to be nervous about. He doesn't, he doesn't have that question of, you know what I mean? Because everything, it, it's just Hashem. Totally exactly. No, it's, it's, it's only one world. <laughs> what I thought was two worlds is only... Right, right. Yeah. It's not like my reality and the reality become one. It's that, okay, this is just mitpore <laughs> into the oneness of Hashem. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah. Yeah. The Okay, this is amazing. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Rav Weinberg gave a whole drush on this. V'chol ma'aminim shehu ha'yahu ve've'yeh. This is Rosh Hashanah Kippur. All those that believe that he was, he will, he is, and he will be. What does that mean? Havadai shmo. Ken tehilato. That's what we say. Havadai shmo. Certainty. Who had this? David HaMelech had this. V'ayvarach David es Hashem. It's Rosh Hashanah's vadai. Say it every morning. Vadai, certainty. Havadai shmo, I'm certain. When what? When he was, is, and will be, meaning that snapshots of time don't mess with me, 
It's very good what you said. I'm going back to it. Then there is vada'ut. There's just certainty. Havada Ishmael Kentio. That's that's the greatest praise of Hashem. But what Kobe brought up, you use your senses to just be directors and reminders to what the end game is, as opposed to letting them blind you. Because you're right, she walked in the base of Megdash, there should just be nothing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's what it sounds <coughs> nothing. But there's one Indian, and that Indian is, is that Hashem decided to put our souls into bodies. And, and the job of the body is to con- constantly elevate his senses. What does it mean to elevate his senses? To use them as reminders and directors to what the end game is. And not to get stuck in them and say, well, but, you know, this feels so good, this must be right. Which is what happens to us all the time with our senses. This feels so good. We're learning about this earlier in the sacred. We're learning about it earlier yeah. in the sacred. We're, we're, we can't just trust our... Talking about our brain and our heart. Nahon? Right? Nahon? You're saying that, that, and this pretty much what we were saying. Because it's like, if that's, if that's your certainty, what's it based on? It's just based on what feels good to me. That's what one of the greatest attractions for me in Lubavitch is what is the concept of the Tanya is that you think of, you think not, but he says the Moach should be shalit al halev, that the mind should be that which governs over the heart, because the heart can convince you. You know, I once, uh, I once had a, a, a very, very... Exactly. Emunah is not about feeling. It's much more about things that I kovah in my moach as well. I want to feel, I want to feel. Yiddish get so shall, I want to feel. Do you know how much my chevra that I know that I deal with all the time? Are guys that eventually they started feeling, 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 and they were so happy. They're finally feeling Shabbos, right? And that was the whole focus, just to feel tanked, solo. Because there was no davening, escorting, Hashem saying, please Hashem, let what I'm feeling only lead me really towards you. You know, let it be wrapped up in a, in a moach, in a way that I could intellectually... Not intellectually, but with my, the moach that you gave me, say, this is where I want to be, and I want it to be more and more real. I want to be more and more real. So it's, anyway. Maybe I want to just say this, Torah, yeah. is hard for me. You know, the oneness, the living oneness. Because it's easy for all of us, you should know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine, right? This is, you know. <laughs> but for me, Masha Nagali is there's a certain element of bitachon that he's sort of trying to take away from us. And don't take anything too seriously. It's like Auschwitz. It's like, in that snapshot, it's like Gehenna. It's the end. Gehenna. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we have Harabai Biadenu. And that could be like a snapshot there. It's like Harabai Biadenu. And then a few days later we're passing the Temple Mount back to the And line. that's the end too. And so, yeah. they, so then, but it, it, you know, Akadosh Baruch's perspective, Hayahovediyah, I think the, 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 the more we're able to sort of incorporate a Tahalich, that Shem Hapayah literally is like, it's almost like Akadosh Baruch's name is. Yeah, it's like in the future, it's like right. we're coming. So right. the more we realize that like with our children, it's a talich, 
our wives are hormonal, they're up, they're down, that's also a topic. Sometimes there's kirva, sometimes there's separation. Yeah. Don't ever take the snapshots, like right now, right. to the bitachon, because that's your hushim, muhashim that are right now, but there's something that's like beyond the right now. Yeah. There's like a talif that's happening. That's like very that. good. I like that. It's is very there, good. Is there any way for, and I, and I can't think really because I have an Auschwitz, but is there any way for that Auschwitz snapshot, as he's saying the talif, to be Eretz Yisrael, which is really the, is there? We did it. I mean, that that's what happened, no? But is that is that? I mean, is that what you're, you're saying? That the snapshot, saying that it's not like the end. Auschwitz is not, you know, that picture. But maybe that the, the, the snapshot at the end, because the, the Holocaust resulted in Eretz Yisrael, in Medinat Yisrael, I should say. But even in Eretz Yisrael, there's like a tali. Like right. Every snapshot needs to be seen, maybe in the context no. of a tali. It's we're very hard. We're all make, like we've made Aliyah. That's what Reb Shlomo would say about like looking at people. You have to always remember they're they're always in the talich as well. They're always in the talich as well. This whole world used to say yeah. things are just not always the way they seem, or maybe they're always not the way they initially seem, based on your senses. Because, well, because they're changing, but because they're always, you know, something that's alive is always in a constant state of growth. And the ground is the certainty in one is the ocean, and, <coughs> yeah. and so like, you can be talking about this and just get really right. out there, but the ground of it is Shem, there's certainty of and, 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 you know, and you know how the certainty becomes clear, this Hashem Echad, Ushma Echad, like, so, okay, so, so what do we do to really have this clear? Like, let's be able to talk this right now. So how do we do this? Well, it's really, the more you learn Torah, that's really what it is. That's why we say, V'talmud Torah, Keneged Kulam. Because tying yourself into the Moach of Hashem, so to speak, like the Tanya says, is the most grounding thing you can do for all these very, you know, these are very high concepts we're saying over here right now. But what's the clue to absorb all these? It's mamish learning. It's learning more and more Torah. Learning, taking on more and more learning. It's like we let, we, we kind of like boomerang, like we rebelled. But like there was the whole door of learning, 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 and we saw you guys are not connected to the world. So what did we do? All the big thinkers, now we got to go out into the world. And I'll, I'll get some Reb Nachman Zetzes on the way, but that's okay. But now it's about Olam Asiya. Now I feel like we're shifting back into another world. It's like, okay, we tried that. It's beautiful stuff we've done out there in the world. We have to, now we really have to bring back into our modern lives a lot more learning so that what? All of this has a tashtit, has a foundation. We'll continue Tuesday. When you were in uh, Krakow also,